radio show that confesses Christ without confusing the law and the gospel. A radio show that takes scripture seriously without taking ourselves so seriously. You're listening to Table Talk Radio. And the problem that God has with that is that he didn't command it or institute it. He, he, he only wants images that he commands and institutes to be made. And when he makes himself, when, it, when the scripture says that Jesus is the very image of God, then he has made an image of himself for us, Jesus. And if we were to not have pictures of Jesus, then we would be breaking the second commandment. But now all this rests upon this moment and that you must do the right thing in order to reap the benefits of this. If you're going to be forgiven, if you're going to be atoned for, if you're going to get the imputed righteousness of God, you must then do this. And and this is what's so terrible about what we call decision theology is that it, it takes everything away of the gospel and puts it all back on the law. I mean, this is a stop the press sort of thing to see God, you know? Wow! That's amazing! Stop the song! Tell us about that! That's great! Take cover. This is Table Talk Radio. <laughs> Incoming. <laughs> we get the the uh, the air raid siren going. Uh, Table Talk Radio is on. Today's edition of Table Talk Radio includes the Praise Song Cruncher. And then, That's everyone's favorite praise song cruncher. Yeah, we keep getting a bunch of emails, um, questions at tabletalkradio.org for more praise songs to crunch. So I think I think this is job security. Well, I don't know if it's yeah. job security, but uh, volunteer security. I like that. <laughs> well, what are we doing in the last segment, Pastor? Uh, oh, yeah, we're going to play this game called Name the Manifestations of the First Use of the Law. That'll be a fun game. That's a mouthful. I just uh, made it up. <laughs> I have, I, I've been thinking about these. I've been thinking about three in particular manifestations of the first use of the law, and I was gonna, I'm going to ask you just uh, what you think they are. And then yeah. you probably won't be able to get it, oh, and no, then no. I'll tell you what they I, are. I, I think I got them nailed. I was, I was up late last night trying to think of these, and I think I got them. I'm pretty excited. Oh, good. So that's that's the lineup. But before we do all that, we're going to uh, do some buzzwords and uh, listen to some phone messages that I think are all uh, Vapershaker Theology and read an email, too. All right. So uh, start us off with a buzzword, Pastor. Sure. Ready for this one? Ready. Natural law. Okay. <laughs> I can't you tell you the answer to what that is because <laughs> it's going to be the whole last segment. Did you... Um, did you get that off of Theopedia? No, no. I, I, natural theology came up, and I said, hey, I got something. We're actually going to be talking about natural law, so I'll just do that. Okay, good enough. Well, I altered... So it's a kind of a... Yeah, it's kind of a Theopedia help, you know. You know. Yeah. Oh, I did the same thing. Um, uh, I, was, I was clicking through the random article on Theopedia and got the word suffering, and I wanted to just alter that and make it tentatio. Um, tentatio is the... Uh, uh, Latin word that uh, refers to uh, spiritual affliction or, or um, um, spiritual um, spiritual suffering, and um, Luther Luther is great on this. You know, he has these uh, uh, the threefold what rules of becoming a theologian: oratio, meditatio, and tentatio, uh, prayer, meditation, and spiritual affliction. So that uh, when 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 the baptized are are encountering the Word of God, and uh, they're they're uh, in in the midst of midst of theology. Are you getting run over by a tractor? <laughs> I was trying to <laughs> trying to cover. It. Yeah, let's see let's see if we can get it. 
That's pretty bad. Yeah. <laughs> if you send oh, money to the man. seminary and get this construction over with, it'll improve the the quality of Table Talk Radio immensely. <laughs> they just pulled up too. It's like, all right, we're gonna back a dump well, truck. There's no irony here. that it comes up uh, that it comes up when you're defining tentatio. <laughs> No, no, no. Uh, but but in this spiritual affliction, we have um, that 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 we are um, being afflicted by the devil. But in in this affliction, that we we see the cross, that we rely all the more uh, on God's word and His promises for us, uh, so that this this the the Lord uses this for good, so that we do not do not uh, despair as a de- as the devil would want us to, but we trust in the promises of God. Nice. Okay. So I I can't wait till the fourth segment to find out what your buzzword is. <laughs> Me either. <laughs> Natural law is that what it was? Natural law. Now I was told that um, make sure make sure we're still on the same track. I mean I, I think it's the same thing, but we're I, I was supposed to guess the three manifestations of the first use, which is the first same use thing. of the law. Yeah. Good. Good, good. All right. I mean, well, it's it's not a hundred percent. It's not a hundred percent that natural law and the first use of the law are the same. But I generally treat them that way. So, okay. Well, I'll let you explain yourself later. All right. Okay. Now let's uh, let's listen to our voicemail system. If you um, are stuck in traffic, you can give us a call one eight hundred three eight five SOLA and tell us about the theological bumper stickers on the car in front of you. And we also we also do theological car emblems now too. Uh, so we're expanding the our horizons. <laughs> yeah, we prayed right. the prayer of Jabez. <laughs> Nobody knows what that is anymore, anyway. So. Oh, sorry. Okay, no, we're we're happy about that. That's a good thing. <laughs> All right. Well, here's the first message um, on our our Table Talk Radio hotline. Bumper sticker number one: Life is fragile. Handle with prayer. Bumper sticker number two: oh. Eve was framed. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> it is so funny how people it's like you know some it's you have some sort of hippie and he gets married to some southern baptist and so they say <laughs> you get the left side of the bumper and I get the right side. And they have these kind of turf wars when you get bumper stickers like this. But I mean maybe maybe they're not so contradictory. Let's see. Life is fragile. Handle with prayer. Yeah, so I'll explain that for the Lutherans. Uh now they, they normally you see a, a sign that says <laughs> <laughs> handle with care. Oh, but this changes oh, yeah. to prayer. There you go. Now, for now, those of you in Mankato. <laughs> <laughs> Those are very nice to our Mankato listeners. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Mankato is our real Linda. <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking about? No, no idea. Oh yeah, okay. <laughs> now this is a uh, so let, handle with prayer. I guess that's true. I mean, it, it's like saying, uh, "Hey, prayer sounds like care," so we can make some money off a bumper sticker. <laughs> then this other one though, Eve was framed. This is uh, there's actually a bit of theology in that thing. So this is feminism. I mean. Uh, mm-hmm. It's feminist theology, and and you, you can re- I think you can really tell a lot about someone's theological orientation by what they think about Eve. I remember one hmm. time here. Here's a story. Can you put the 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 music, the harp music? Yeah, I'll get that. I remember one time that I was sitting there talking with a with a rabbi, and uh, and and we were talking about Adam and Eve and the fall into sin, and I was trying to talk about utter depravity, and he was talking about how. Eve demonstrated the spirit of the hero woman. What? 
Hmm. That's crazy. But you can really, I mean, so so was the fall a fall or was it a success? That's uh, you're gonna be able to start there. And so feminist theology sees the um, the rebellion. Of, oh. <laughs> That's perfect. I just got my harp out, so <laughs> you had to unpack it. <laughs> it was right there behind your praise guitar. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, sorry, I, I totally threw you off. Oh, you're going to make me spit my free McDonald's coffee through my nose. Hey, everyone, there's free McDonald's coffee till November or till February 27th. So. What? Really? Oh, yeah. Man, it, how, why are people going to go to Lutheran churches if they have given free coffee McDonald's? Oh, I know. It's a good question. Now, uh, so the point here is, and then I think I'm done talking about it, is that you can really gauge someone's theological perspective by what they feel about how Adam... Or, sorry, how Eve did in the fall. If she was being, um, if she was being a hero, or if she was destroying everything. <laughs> Those are your two <laughs> options. Yeah, I, I guess you could be doing both, but I don't quite get the hero aspect. But well, you look because Eve was uh, going to be have to be um, a, a subject to God. She didn't. She wasn't. So she's now asserting her freedom. She's asserting her independence. Oh, a hero, she's thinking a hero for herself. That she's like a liberator, huh? Yeah, yeah, hero in the sense that she's a feminist. Yeah, that's, that's kind of a that's kind of a, a, a crazy way of, of looking at it. I mean, here in paradise with God, but I'm gonna free our oppression, enter enter death. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I know yeah, these feminists. Look at how patriarchal the uh, paradise was. You yeah. Know? <laughs> All right. Here's another one. Uh, this one I think is from our friend uh, Andrew Deloach, uh, who has our hotline on speed dial now. Hey guys, it's Andrew, and I'm going to keep calling until you send me those Table Talk radio points that I was promised. Anyway, I'm driving through a particularly liberal area in the neighborhood, and I'm behind a Toyota Prius with a bumper sticker that reads, Ordain Catholic Women or Stop Baptizing Them. And I think the website is womensordination.org. Anyway, have fun with that one. Okay. If we must. Boy, what's with the bumper stickers today? There's kind of a, a theme going on. I do not like to. Um, I do not like to be commanded to have fun, Andrew. <laughs> I like it to be spontaneous. That's why he never has uh, fun on table the, talk radio. The law always kills. <laughs> have fun. Well, it's I, me. I I think this is an interesting bumper sticker because you know either <laughs> ordained women or uh, stop baptizing them. Uh, no, it, it was ordained Catholic women, right? It was, it was right, Catholic. right, right, right. So I, I don't know. Not just I'm, any women. Right. I Catholic mean, I don't know that the Catholic Church is baptizing Catholic women. I mean, they can't be Catholic <laughs> if they're baptized. They're not baptized yet. Yeah, so I, I think Oof. I think we're still okay. <laughs> <laughs> Never thought about that. Now, this is, there is, I mean, what's the goofy thing here is that uh, baptism, is, I mean, in a in a weird kind of way, this this bumper sticker makes sense because uh, baptism does inaugurate the Christian priesthood. The problem is that uh, being a pastor is different than being a priest, but the Catholic Church doesn't have that distinction. You see, mm. so in a, some sort of weird way, because the Catholic Church has messed up this distinction between priest and pastor, this bumper sticker is probably right. Uh, you know, twisted kind of way. Yeah, let's talk about that on the other side of the break. I think it's worth pursuing a little bit more. So we'll just uh, take just a few minutes on the other side of this break to explain that out. Right back to Table Talk Radio.
Table Talk Radio. I'm selling you something. <laughs> I know you don't believe it, but it's true. I am. I, I'm trying to sell you or your congregation. If you're not a pastor, if you could give this information to your pastor, I'd really appreciate it. An electronic baptismal certificate. It's an electronic, customized uh, for your church certificate that prints out on an 11 by 17 page. It, it's an old-fashioned looking, but uh, a technologically up-to-date certificate with woodcut images, the four catechism baptismal verses, uh, and a place to input electronically uh, baptismal information, and it's available for $35 per congregation, and you can print as many as you want as, until the Lord Jesus returns. Uh, the way to see this certificate and get input to me for it or order it is to go to wolfsoncreative.com. It's W-O-L-F-S-O-N. C-R-E-A-T-I-V-E dot com. And you can click on the certificate there and, and see it. You can even print a sample to see if it, you can print it out and order information is all there as well. So again, it's wolfsoncreative.com. That's a customizable electronic baptismal certificates for your congregation. Uh, thanks for your time. And see, I am trying to sell you something and I hope you'll buy it. I got a feeling that tonight's gonna be a good night. That tonight's gonna be a good night. That tonight's gonna be a good, good night. A feeling. Welcome back to Table Talk Radio. We're about to head into the Praise Song Cruncher. But first, we want to spend just a, a second, uh, Pastor, explaining what you just said at the end. Um, now, would you make the distinction, um, would it be fair to say, uh, when we see the difference between a, a priest and a pastor, you know, it, as we see in the Old Testament, uh, a priest is, is, uh, make, makes a sacrifice on the behalf of the people, which in Roman Catholic theology is still going on, um, the re-sacrifice, or as they would probably say, the continual sacrifice of Christ done by the priest on behalf of the people, whereas a pastor is given to administer the gifts of the Lord, to, 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 to proclaim the word of God, to administer the sacraments. Uh, would that be the basic distinction there? Yes. I'm looking for this canon in the Council of Trent that says, if anyone says that when Jesus said, do this in remembrance of me, that he did not institute a new priesthood like the Levitical priesthood, let him be anathema. <laughs> Whoa. I know these these guys, these guys at Trent were angry, man. I, know. I was saying, I was just telling someone the other day that uh, if there's anyone in any denomination whatsoever considering to move to the Catholic Church, it, sh- it should be required that they read the Council of Trent. Yes, right, and then it should also be required that they become Lutheran. By the way. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, you know, one leads to the other. So, Yeah, that's right. Now, here I do have this deal here. Sacrifice and priesthood are by the ordinance of God and such wide conjoined that as both have existed in every law. Therefore, in the New Testament, the Catholic Church has received from the institution of Christ the holy visible sacrifice of the Eucharist. It must needs also be confessed that there is in that church a new visible and external priesthood in which the old has been translated. And the sacred scriptures show... And the tradition of the Catholic Church has always taught that this priesthood was instituted by our same Lord and Savior, and that the apostles and their successors in the priesthood was the power delivered of consecrating, offering, and administrating his body and blood, as also of forgiving and of retaining sins. That's the 23rd session of the Council of Trent, Chapter 1. Now, what what the Catholic Church, because of the sacrifice of the Mass, which is the font of the error, 
there says that you have to have a new priesthood and that this so you have the sacrament of holy orders where now people are the priests are offering a sacrifice and this is limited of course to to men the the new testament talks about the priesthood differently the priesthood in the new testament is the priesthood of all believers so that every believer is a priest not every priest is a pastor that's the distinction uh, so every priest every christian offers the sacrifice of prayer and service to the neighbor in their vocation and this is the sacrifices that we offer in thanksgiving to god living sacrifices not dead sacrifices like the old testament uh but living sacrifices romans 12 which is our reasonable act of worship so um so when uh, when um this bumper sticker says look you have two options you got to either ordain women or stop baptizing them it it captures the uh uh it, it, it captures the strange in a strange sort of way the truth that every baptized christian is a priest of course it does it in a completely backwards way for in, in arguing completely wrong things uh but there's the but there's a kind of um a subtle truth in the logic of the thing mm, yeah i hadn't thought of that fair enough well let's get to some praise good thing there's crunching. two of us here that's all i gotta say <laughs> that's for sure <laughs> double the torture all right um for the praise song crunching, I'm, tr- I'm sitting here with this free coffee <laughs> <laughs> we Double on table talk radio have these i'm attaching myself to to your theses we on table talk radio have this thesis that uh praise songs are mysticism and we have a cruncher to, to try and figure that out uh and there's a five question diagnostic first uh is jesus mentioned yes no and if yes name or concept number two is the question of clarity does the song use uh, sentences with subject, verb, and object? Uh, mysticism. Uh, does the, do the songs repeat themselves over and over and over to, in kind of uh, uh, this uh, hypnosis? Uh, question four, law and gospel, is it rightly divided? Uh, not mixed up? Yes, no, or I can't tell? And then, last but not least, is there any explicit false teaching? Okay. I'll try to remember those five. Yeah, not, they sound not, pretty reasonable. <laughs> I hope so. You wrote them. Oh, okay. <laughs> but the point here is, and again, we've we said time and time again on this show that um, this isn't necessarily the end-all criteria whether a praise song is good, um, but what it's really attacking is whether or not it is uh, mysticism. Uh, yes. That, this, uh, this approach to uh, Christianity that says that we uh, connect with God through our emotions or through a particular experience, um, that is mysticism and that is that is bad, right? Bad. Okay. Right. All right. Well, the yeah. f- it's like it's it, this. The cruncher is like is like sandpaper gloves, so you can grab a hold of the greased pig. <laughs> if you were looking for a metaphor, <laughs> I was too. Sure. Oh, okay. I was I was really struggling with the uh, Vaseline watermelon, but whatever. <laughs> I'm, by the way, uh, not really listening to you. I'm uploading a picture that I just took of the microphone to my, our Facebook fan page. Oh, nice. Okay. I don't know why, but okay. <laughs> How about we listen to a, a praise song so we can we can crunch it? All right, let's crunch. Okay, this I'm is ready. Sweetly Broken. Sent in. Uh, well, it's uh, Sweetly Broken by Jeremy Riddle, and it is sent in by Kara in Kenosha, Wisconsin. To the cross I cling Of its offering I do drink Of its offering I do 
of its work I do sing On it must save you Both bruised and crushed Showing that God is love And God is just so far <laughs> you're groaning and you're in agony <laughs> this is why it's this dear listener uh is why it's useful to have the crutcher yes because no, this, this is, song could right could fool you yeah that's right so so uh many good lutherans know uh that it is uh the preaching of the cross uh which is the message of salvation and so we have a song here it talks about uh the suffering and the cross and savior so uh, therefore, this must be a good praise song, right, Pastor? Uh, it is, in fact, a very good praise song if you use <laughs> what makes a good praise song to judge it. The, the standard of being a good praise song being highly mystic, right? Let the let the reader understand. <laughs> yes. All right. Well, then let's right. let's start asking these questions. Is Jesus mentioned? Um, yeah, sure. On it, my Savior, both bruised and crushed, so that the 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 subject of the of the song is the cross, uh, but Jesus is on it or was on it. So it refers yes, to the Savior is, and yeah, Jesus. Okay, two is the song clear with su- with uh, sentences? You know those things with a subject, a verb, and an object. Yeah, yeah. The lyrics you sent me are all capital letters, which is something I'm against. But I think that's just. <laughs> I'm did I, did I tell you I'm against all caps before? Uh, I'm against most everything. I can tell. On it, my Savior, both bruised and crushed, showed that God is love and God is just. I mean, this is, it's, I mean, generally, it comes awfully close to sentences. I mean, I don't think it's actually a sentence. It would probably be a uh, run-on and fragment sort of thing because it's just kind of a mess. But it gets close. What a priceless gift, undeserved life, have I been given through Christ crucified. You called me out of death, you called me into life, and I was under your wrath. Now through the cross I'm reconciled. That doesn't rhyme. <laughs> uh, of its work I do sing, suffering. Of its suffering I do drink. Yeah, I, I do not know what that means. I don't either. I drink the suffering of the... I mean, Jesus talks about the cup, you know. Mm-hmm. Let this cup pass from me, drinking to the dregs, the wrath of God. That's Isaiah. Which, which begs the question, uh, why are, why would we be drinking the suffering of the cross if Christ was the substitu- substitutionary atonement for our sins? I think what this line means, of its suffering I do drink, it means I'm thinking of the cross and thinking how bad it is. Okay. So I'm, um, I'm meditating on the horror of your suffering. Oh, okay. I think that's how to understand. So I don't know. This well, song you're really, is probably you're really starting to understand. You can decode these praise songs now. That's pretty good. <laughs> that's not not everyone <laughs> can do that. 
Yeah, that's right. Uh, we're we're we are your prey song crunching jerk. No experts. <laughs> hey, you don't get the self-proclaimed title Wolf the Mystic Hunter just by sitting around. <laughs> no, no, this is uh, after hard work and and uh, years of training, right. right? And yeah, and plus I was just sitting here listening to it, and it just came to me. <laughs> <laughs> like most things. This is yeah. um this is going to be probably uh, f- uh 5. 5. Cuz I can't remember what's high and low so <laughs> so just take the easy way out. <laughs> That's the only answer I could get. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay, well let's uh let's take a break and then when we get back we're going to ask the question question of mysticism. This is the song about the things that God has done or is the song about my own subjective emotions and experiences. You're listening to Table Talk Radio, home of the one and only Praise Song Cruncher. Don't go away. We'll be right back. You're listening to Table Talk Radio. This is most certainly true. I can't stop this feeling I've got. I know who I am and I know what I'm not. I know where I've been and I know what I've lost. But I can't stop this feeling I've got. Wasn't I looking yet and I heard... Didn't I see, didn't I learn And I don't know what you mean to me But I'm starting to think it's just a mystery (laughs) And I can't stop this feeling Oh, welcome back to Table Talk Radio great, so Your praise song crunching jerks at your service (laughs) Experts, sorry I've never uh, Experts (laughs) I I never uh, What did my, my, uh, my dad always used to say You know what an expert is a used to be drip under pressure. X spurt. That's bad. <laughs> so, so you get you ready your, that down. You get your humor from your father, then, huh? Oh yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> Ask him. We should interview him sometime. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I can handle two Wolf Mueller's on the radio at the same time. One, yeah, one's enough. <laughs> he, he could be your substitute, though. Yeah, yeah. Didn't you told me right before we came on that you already found my sub? Evan's constantly looking for a, <laughs> a, a replacement co-host, and he's found the guy at last. Yeah, uh, I don't know if you guys heard about this uh, supercomputer that they built to play Jeopardy. Uh, Watson, they call him, and uh, <laughs> I, I think he would be just a fantastic replacement for Pastor Wolf Miller on on the radio. This song is very mystical. <laughs> <laughs> I am against it. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. All right, let's get to mysticism then. So I want to get to this other the phrase song. Muslims don't know the gospel, <laughs> etc. All right. Uh, mysticism. Is this song about the things that God has done, or is it about the things uh, that I'm supposed to do oh, that yeah. I haven't experienced? Okay, let me pull this thing up here. Now, this is here's the here's the great thing about this song is that. Uh, I mean, when I say great, I mean terrible. Uh, if anyone was wondering, <laughs> this is—it's all about—it's about, go, about being at the cross. Now, here's the tricky thing: that all about this at the cross language. Now, I will readily admit to you that even we have some of this in our hymns, and I don't think it's helpful because 
it it does you no good to be at the cross. I mean, okay, think about this. We might have talked about this before, so stop me if we did, because I'm getting old and I can't ever remember well, what we, I'm we talking we did, about. but I'm not going to stop you because I think it's worth saying again. Okay, so now the blood of Jesus forgives sins, right? Now imagine if you were the Roman soldier that crucified Jesus. Would you have some of his blood on you? Yes. Yes. You'd have gotten home and your wife would say, what a mess. Look at all that blood on your uniform, you know? Take your shoes off before you come into the house. You would have had the blood Tracking of Jesus blood all over the place. You. <laughs> right, that's right. So, so, uh, but would he have been forgiven because of that? No, nope. he has well, the yes. physical, literal blood of Jesus on him, but he's not forgiven because of that. There was, there was two thieves crucified right there at the cross, and were they forgiven for being at the cross? No, well, one was, the other wasn't. But it's not, not, for, not for being there. Yeah, it's not because they're there to go. It's we do not get forgiveness by going to the cross. I mean, well, and plus, it's that's good to know because you can't go to the cross. You, I mean, you just it's not there anymore. I was, I was, I saw the hole in the ground where they think the cross was, and it's empty. It's a hole. It's it's hmm. like the tomb. It's empty. Jesus gives the forgiveness of sins not on the cross or even from the cross. He distributes the forgiveness of sins in the gospel preached. Uh, and in the in the in baptism and in the Lord's Supper, that's how He gets the forgiveness of sins to us. But there's this, there is this tendency in churches without the means of grace to replace it by this kind of um, mental or emotional traveling to the cross to get the benefits of it. So now I'm I am inside of me bringing myself to the place where Christ was crucified. You know, I, this, Luther talked like this when he was before he was Lutheran. <laughs> <laughs> when he talked about how to meditate on the cro- on the on the crucifixion of, on the passion of Jesus, are right. You take your place. You take yourself back to that place. That's mysticism. Taking yourself back to the place to get the benefit of it. No, to get the benefit of the cross, you go to where the Lord has put the promise of that cross which is in the gospel and in the baptism and in the Lord's Supper. So this this hymn captures this whole mystical idea of that I'm I'm being drawn back to the cross to get the benefits of it and it's this it's this um internal mystical sort of thing to get back there, see? To the cross I look to the cross I cling. Well that's not true. You can't I mean literally it's not true. You can't look or cling to the cross. It actually physically doesn't exist anymore. You know, right. So what you're saying by that is, I bring myself to a place mentally that I'm in. I'm I'm re- recalling the things that Jesus did there. Well, that's fine. I mean, you can do that, but it's not. That's that's not how the forgiveness of sins is won. It's a it's a false. It's a, it's this false mystical sacrament. This remembrance of the cross. Yeah, yeah, and and that's that's what this praise song cruncher is is all about. Of evaluating is this uh, uh, denial of the realities of, of which the Lord would give us in His gifts um, to a, a, a mystical experience, which doesn't deliver His gifts. Right. Okay. Uh, so where would you put this on the on the mystical scale? Whatever the high is. What's high? Like eight? Uh, ye, no, a two. We need to two. fix this. This because it goes backwards. Mm. But whatever. Make two. it two. Okay. Law two. gospel. Uh, I mean, there is a close thing to law gospel here where it says, the cross, on, on the cross, my Savior is bruised and crushed, showed that God is love and God is just. 
So that would be the law gospel business, the justice of God and the love of God both being manifest in the cross. So that's kind of that's kind of doing it. And then the result for me is I'm and this is this is kind of interesting. I think it's intriguing, but I, I do also think it's wrong where it says I'm sweetly broken, wholly surrendered. You see that line there? Yeah. Well, sweetly it's, broken. It's kind of the, the title. sweetly broken is trying to type or trying to wrap up the idea of. I'm crushed but comforted at the same time. You see? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's an intriguing kind of idea. I'm, I don't know. I'm going to have to work on the sweetly broken thing because I don't think it's right, but I, yeah. I do think it's trying to get a little bit of law gospel in there. Okay. You and draw then... me gently to my knees. That's the other one. You see, gently to my knees. So I'm being brought pa- patiently to repentance. But uh, altogether, I don't think it gets there. I think it confuses law and gospel. Explicit false teaching. Well, only insofar as mysticism is false, um, which is something I think we've established. Right. We? <laughs> I I want to hit this next song because we're running out of time. Ooh, okay. A bit of super crunch, but this is uh, the Potter's Hand by Hillsong, sent into us by Tammy. This praise song. <laughs> was that uh, was that the computer? The, the what's the thing called? The Watson. That Watson, yeah. We're, he's already starting in on the praise song crunching. <laughs> nice. I was just getting into it. <laughs> I could tell. I could. I could tell that you were swaying back and forth from here. I was doing the best not to raise my hands up above my head. <laughs> Uh, that's another topic we need to talk about sometime. But all right, Jesus, uh, yes, no, and if yes, the name or concept. Uh, wonderful Savior, does that count? Yes. Okay. Yes by concept, barely. <laughs> okay. Uh, clarity, does it uh, use sentences? 
Uh, you gently called me to your presence, guiding me by your Holy Spirit. Teach me, dear Lord, to live all my through Generally, yeah, so that would be a seven, I think. Um, I know for sure all my days are held in your hands, crafted to your perfect plans. Okay. It's not a sentence. So take me, mold me, use me, fill me. Um, look at all these things God has to do after this song. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay, gonna, can you find any mysticism me, in this song? Lead me. Oh, no, I'm not. No, no. no I mean, this is completely objective. <laughs> you gently called me into your presence, guiding me by your Holy Spirit. I was, Teach I was just bracing for you to go to berserk after that line. You I know see they the had. Face of God? <laughs> they had me. They had me gently. <laughs> All right. Well, oh, yeah. I'm gently captured. I wonder what that looks like. <laughs> we have two more questions on the Praise on Crenshaw Ask after this commercial break, and then we're going to be talking about manifestations of natural law. You're listening to Table hey, Talk Radio. Right back. Table Talk Radio. Unscripted, unprepared, unashamed. That's the uh, the 30s, though, huh? <laughs> hey, I wrote a I wrote a Valentine's Day post on the uh, on the worldwide Wolfmuller. That's called, gotta be good. Yeah, it's called "Love Is a Mass Murderer." <laughs> <laughs> you can check that out. Uh, I right away. I'm, in fact, I'm gonna do that while you uh, talk about whether or not this song has any law gospel. Stop! Oh, oh, this praise song that we're crunching. Beep. <laughs> what are you talking about? Uh, take me, mold me, use me, fill me. I give my life to the potter's hand. That would be a law, I suspect. <clears throat> uh, mold me, use me. Use me, I hope, in the sense of use me to do good stuff. Uh, call me, guide me, lead me, walk beside me. That reminded me of the Footprints poem, which makes me cry every time I read it. <laughs> I give my life to the potter's hand. You, you know, all this giving stuff to God is you have to say, what the, what, you, what does God want with that? You know the dirty diaper thing? Remember the dirty diaper thing? I remember the dirty diaper yeah. thing. <laughs> <laughs> so no law gospel. What's next? Uh, explicit false teaching. Mm. Well, did the Lord gently call you into his presence? Yes or no? And Dep- that would depends, be the Depends if that. they're at the altar. Yeah, that's right. Receiving the Lord's I mean, body and blood. You know, see, the problem with the mystic is that the presence of God, you, well, I mean, how many times we, I think the listeners are getting onto this because they keep sending us the, the, the songs now and they're like this, oh yeah, uh, that's bad. And they're starting to realize it, that's good. So, uh, because this whole the idea of presence, I mean, we can talk about the presence of God as as long as we talk about it with his promises because the the presence of God without his promises of life and salvation is dangerous. Mm-hmm. If, we, if only we could get the uh, baby boomer pastors to realize it. 
They're all listening now. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> sure they are. <laughs> all right. I'll never well, admit it, though. That, I think that one is completely and utterly crunched. Yeah. That, that one was crunched before we started. <clears throat> it crunched itself. It's a self-crunch. <laughs> it's <laughs> self de- self-destruction. <laughs> all right. Uh, go go on your uh, your new harangue about uh, manifestations of the first use of the law. I have for a long time now thought that we need to think more about the first use of the law. So remember the three uses of the law. The first is the uh, curb. <laughs> yeah, you should probably know this. <laughs> killing each other. It keeps order in society. It's the first use is a is simply a co a coercive managing of external human behavior. I mean, probably it's more than that. And so, but anyways, it it. It 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 keeps you from from hurting people. That's the first use. Second use shows our sins. The chief theological use, because it gets us to the gospel. And the third use is, uh, hey uh, Christians, this is how you love each other. Now, um, and, and the world. This is uh, though the first use is where we have the intersection between um, God's law and natural law, especially. Natural reason tells us this sort of stuff. And I've been thinking about it that this manifests itself in. In a number of ways, and three of them in particular, I've been thinking. So we invented this game, just to be able to talk about this, to ask Evan the question, what are the three manifestations of the first use of the law? So, okay, uh, this is we'll do this like family feud. You can guess, and then I'll... I'll the survey says. Yes no. <laughs> right. All right. Um, I think the, the uh, one of the major ways that the, the first use of the law manifests itself is in uh, government, or this is what we have an understanding of the fourth commandment. And uh, I think that this uh, works in two different ways. Uh, the first way is by coercion, as you said, that um, the reason I don't go rob the bank is because I'm afraid I'll get arrested and thrown in jail. And so therefore, because I don't want to get thrown in jail, I don't rob the bank. Okay, So that's how, how it's used in one sense. The other way it, it it's used is that it... Uh, it restricts those who who do those things. So there are those who rob, rob the bank anyway, and uh, it keeps them locked up so that uh, so, so that they don't go around stealing everyone's money, that it, that it, it, it curbs the, the society of keeping bad people off the streets. So that's my first entry, uh, the, by use of government. Survey says, bing! Yes. Legal code, number one, you got it. The legal code. Uh, so this is um, uh, threatening to, to uh, punish those who do bad, even rewarding those who do good in a certain way. Um, the the right of judges to lock people in jail, police to handcuff people, give people fines for breaking the law. That is right. Okay. Okay. Next. Next, I have uh, fear of death um, and or natural consequences. So... Um, it, it's just observable by by what goes around that uh, if you if you you know break the, break the law then you pay the consequences. So uh, one of the you know natural consequences of of living promiscuously is contracting a sexually transmitted disease, and uh, out of either fear of that or by actually you know reaping those uh, uh, you know, get, get, getting the, the actual punishment for those things that I've done. Uh, that that functions as a curb. So fear of death uh, or illness or sickness um, is my second entry. Survey says, 
Come on. Although this is close. This is I in fact I was considering uh adding this as a fourth one, the natural selection use of the law. <laughs> <laughs> but it didn't make my list of top three, although I think it's probably there. So uh you why don't you give yourself a little extra credit for actually naming <laughs> one that's not on But you still have two more blanks then. Okay. Um the other one that I was thinking of and uh, I don't know if you're gonna buy this or not, but just uh, the simple fact of a a, a burdened conscience, or uh, a, a, someone someone have has the um, it feels guilty for something they've done to to hurt another person. So, um, you know, I, uh, I I I you know see the the old lady that I I stole the purse of, and and there she is crying, and I I feel terrible about it. What do you think of that one? Do you buy that one? Survey says. Ding 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 wow. ding ding. Number okay. three, the conscience. Good. I don't you know. Got it. Uh, I don't know what number two is. So number two, I'm gonna put as. Uh, show us number two. <laughs> social pressure, societal pressure, peer pressure, uh, social norms. Oh yeah, because because everyone is pressuring others to be good all the time. Well, no, that's the problem. Because see, all of these can be wrong. I think these are the three biggest influences on our behavior, though. The legal code, the social norms, and the conscience. Uh-huh. They're, they're modifying our behavior, see? So that you... And I was, I was, talking, to, I was talking to someone who uh, had a divorce in the, in the late 40s, early 50s, and this is where this started to occur to me, that it was legal for them to have a divorce, divorce but it was uh-huh. such a taboo sort of thing according to society i see what you're saying yeah. that she she picked up and left i mean they left town left her family and everything mm-hmm, you see mm-hmm. so that so that you have these three things legal code social norms and conscience now the problem is that the legal code and well all three of them can be wrong we've talked a lot about how the conscience can be wrong but so can the legal code can be wrong and social norms can be wrong right and we live in a day where i mean social it's not all bad. For example, 50 years ago, uh, it was socially acceptable to be a racist, and that was breaking the commandments. Mm-hmm. It's no longer socially acceptable to be racist at all. So that's a way that our society has actually improved. But, what, but one, with a lot one of things, e- it's actually gotten worse. Yeah, one example of this is um, you know, a view of homosexuality uh, that you know, before people wouldn't ever want to talk about it because uh, they were embarrassed uh, to say that they were accepting of such behavior. Uh, but now it's becoming more uh, more acceptable to people and and people are are seeing it as as a token of pride yeah yeah that's right so that so that it's not illegal nor is it socially unacceptable and i think the social pressure is probably the biggest i mean that we whenever we do something and we have all these different spheres too we have our church social sphere we have our neighborhood social sphere we have the united states as a social sphere so and each of them has a different morality but it becomes now it becomes now uh, normal um, in in society to do this sort of thing. So the only thing, and this is, I think, something we really need to teach to our Christian young people, is that the the kind of last line of defense for decent behavior, and 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 granted, Christianity is not just about decent behavior, but it's part of it. It's the first use of the law, is our conscience. I mean, we've lost the legal code in a lot of ways, most ways. We've lost the. Uh, We've lost the social norms in so many ways. So the last kind of uh, thing that's going to influence us to do well is going to be the, the conscience, where the law is written on our hearts. Why conscience training is so important. Waking up and saying the Ten Commandments, for example. 
Yeah, I don't know. I think Fear of Death should be in there somewhere. Yeah, I, I put it as the fourth one. So, so yeah, because if the if the police won't arrest you, if your friends won't shun you, if you can't, if your conscience won't burden you, the rock will fall on you. <laughs> <laughs> Great. So we'll put it as the fourth manifestation. Now, this was on your uh, uh, what's your blog called? The Worldwide Wolfmuller. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it got, How could what, you forget? Three three hits yesterday. So two and a half. Oh, two. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the half? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, that's that's about it for this edition what? of Table Talk Hey, you Radio. did really good. I'm going to give you 10,000 points. And, oh, except for I'm going to take those 10,000 points and send them to Andrew, our listener, for yeah, calling. Yeah, all right. So. There you go, Andrew. You're welcome. Uh, uh, imputed Table Talker Radio points. <laughs> <laughs> Credit to your account. Free gift. All right, that's it for us on Table Talk Radio. Thank you all for listening to this edition of Table Talk Radio. Where the points are like the first use of the law without the gospel. It still does you no good. <laughs> You've been listening to Table Talk Radio. The views expressed on this show are that of the hosts and do not reflect the views or opinions of this station. We would like your feedback on today's show. Call us toll-free, 1-800-385-SOLA. That's 1-800-385-SOLA. Or send us an email, questions at tabletalkradio.org. You can listen again to this show or any of our past shows on our website, tabletalkradio.org. Thanks for listening and tune in again next time to Table Talk Radio.